You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the uh, official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every... uh, Usually, what is it today? It's Thursday. We're randomly recording this, but usually every Tuesday morning, uh, I on uh, Patreon.com and and soon ad free, because um, soon we're gonna have ads. Um, or you can get it late over uh, on your podcast service of choice uh, every Friday. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. I'm really pleased that you have to do that kind of stuff because it's yeah. always just super random, and I'm like, I can't help you in any way. It'll, I I, it'll. <laughs> once we're once we're through the moment of transition that we're in at the moment, I, yeah. I, it'll it'll get a little bit more fluid. It, it it'll it'll uh, it'll be easier for me to do that intro. But right now it's a little bit weird because um, <clears throat> we're just I, I basically randomly recording an episode this week um, to. Uh, just because I think we wanted to talk about The Witcher, <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think that's mostly. Yep. I think that's honestly the only reason why we're doing this. Um, I think uh, uh, we do still owe everybody like a, a, a Rise of Skywalker, um, uh, like a, a, a spoiler-filled discussion, and then eventually we have to rank it. But um, yeah, I'm. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. But but like I said, this we're in this moment of flux. First off. Um, Arrow's not quite done yet. We still have three episodes left of that. So, uh, so, so Quiver is still, I mean, we're on a hiatus at the moment, but, but next week we'll, we'll be back in full swing for three more weeks, three more episodes. Um, Star Wars Resistance is almost done, but not quite done. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still, uh, distracted by that just cause we're actually, I mean, we're coming up on the series finale of that. It's funny. Uh, resistance and arrow conclude the same week ish, depending on when you start your week. Um, I guess tech, like if you go, if you're one of the people who starts their week on a Monday, which is most people, then I guess technically they're in two weeks, but they, they conclude within a week of one another. So, um, yeah, uh, resistance is done on the 26th and then arrow is done on the 28th. So, um, yeah, so I've got both of those wrapping up at the same time, both series finales. One a very big deal, and one not a big deal at all, um, because really no one's watching Resistance. Uh, that's that's why it's getting canceled in season two. Um, whereas no one's watching Arrow, but it's getting canceled in season. For other reasons. So <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit more of a send off for that one. They got a they got a whole season to send off. Um, resistance is just going to end. People are like, Oh man, I bet it's going to be this and this and this. And I'm like, Nope, it's gonna, it's just going to end. end. (laughs) In fact, there might be something cliffhanger and it's just not going to get resolved because the series is just done. Um, But the rumor, 
the rumor is that there's a Star Wars Rebels sequel series in the works uh, uh, that, that actually is going to premiere sometime later this year, which would be ridiculous if that's the case. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so sorry, go ahead. I'm excited for the um like the penultimate episode of Arrow Canaries yeah. like Green Arrow and the Canaries like I've been waiting all season for that so I I don't know as we ramp down I do think that there is a little bit more fanfare around around Arrow for sure yeah so. it's and it's a little bit weird because uh, CW just announced all of their uh, early renewals which they which they often do at TCAs in January um, but yeah they they've they've just like full on announced that basically everything but arrow is coming back mm-hmm. um and when i say everything i don't just mean the superhero stuff like riverdale uh, uh, uh nancy drew is getting a renewal i uh, um katie keen which is a, a riverdale spinoff um yep. is getting a full 13 episode order i so yeah like i yeah they're i they're going crazy with the renewals, but they haven't announced anything about Green Arrow and the Canaries yet officially. Um, but uh, I mean, like it's probably I I'm imagining that they that they're gonna go for it, that they're gonna that they're I gonna think do the show. It will matter, I think, how this episode does, like if people care about. it I think or so. Not. I think so. But I I also think uh, if so, I've always said that the, the, not to make this an episode of Thunderquack about Quiver, but I've always said that that you can tell like I don't even have to look at the ratings cuz mm-hmm. about 2 days after the episode posts about after Quiver posts, I can tell you how the how Arrow is doing because if you were to overlay our download numbers with ratings, the spikes <laughs> would be in the same places. Yeah. Um and Fair. and this season has actually been doing really well for us. Um so I, I imagine that Arrow is actually probably rebounded a little bit from the last couple seasons. But that sort of series premiere, series finale, like they always kind of tend to, to draw in a bunch of people. Um, and, and anecdotally, I think that we know from, from people who've been emailing in, the second that it was announced that the series was ending, there was a bunch of people who were like, yeah, I dropped out in like season four, but... I guess I can get caught up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and so we've had a lot of people like getting caught up and then going like, Oh, I want to find a podcast and then they find us and send us an email or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very hopeful that, that that'll happen. Um, the other thing that, that I think will affect it will be, uh, birds of prey, which the, the second trailer, the second full trailer just dropped actually this morning. Have you seen it yet? No, it's, it's fantastic. So the previous trailers, not great trailers. Um, I like in terms of directing, uh, cast, uh, like the style of everything. I've been on board with this movie. Like I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, the trailers, the first two trailers, I think, or like there was like a teaser and then an official trailer. I I found them to be like kind of lacking, um, and giving me that that regular DC vibe of we kind of know what we're doing. Um, but this latest trailer, the one that dropped this morning is, is pretty good. Um, and it finally shows you and McGregor putting on the black mask, which his character is the black mask. Um, and, and a lot of the, uh, the fanboys were all up in arms that black mask wasn't going to wear a black mask in this movie. And it was like, relax about it guys. Like, 
Why haven't they just I been paying attention to this? Oh, right. It's the Emancipation like, of Harley yeah, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's okay, kind of got two titles. There's that extra. Yeah. yeah, there's that extra part where I didn't care about Harley Quinn, so I wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the, like the the cast is 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 pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for the movie. I and and I'm I hope that it does well because it is, uh, obviously, female led. Um, it's, it's technically the f- first female superhero team up movie. <laughs> yeah, um, cause, cause several of the characters are what would be considered superheroes, even though Harley is sort of the leader and she's a bad guy, but, um, Huntress and Black Canary are, are in there. That the heroes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and although they seem to be much more on the anti-hero side of things in this incarnation, um, it's it's DC EU, so they're all everybody's an antihero in the DC EU, so right. it doesn't really make a difference. Um, but yeah, I, if it does well, then I imagine that that's something that will uh, influence Warner Brothers in the CW and going like, oh, we can do a show with a female led cast that would work. Yeah, because um, yeah. that's how Hollywood works. Hollywood doesn't take risks; they just like. Uh, they put Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman and everybody went, OMG, Wonder Woman's the best part of this movie. And and I, not to take anything away from Wonder Woman in that movie, she is the best part of that movie. But that's not really, like, it's a low bar because yeah. a lot of that movie is problematic, troublesome, poorly written, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so she rises above very easily. And so they went, okay, now that we know that she's now that wonder woman, Gal Gadot as wonder woman is a known quantity. We'll give her her own movie. And then that movie does really well. Uh, suicide squad does not great. Actually, I guess suicide squad probably did. Okay. At the box office. It wasn't like it didn't blow anybody's socks off, but I think it did. Okay. Um, it won an Academy award. <laughs> uh, I think for sound design. Yeah. If I think if you're right. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and I, I think it might actually, it may be the only DCEU movie that, that yeah, has an Academy Award, award um, which is ridiculous to think about. But, um, yeah, I, and, and obviously Harley Quinn was the, was the standout in that movie. So, uh, she, she, they wanted to, to propel her into her own thing and, and use the birds of prey and whatnot. So, I uh, it's like birds of prey according to warner brothers i i bet if you talk to the uh to the to the male executives who made these decisions uh they go like oh this isn't a risk this is we know that this will make its money back at least um but uh but i think for the cw uh a, a female-led superhero show is still um like legends it's- no, it's risky. Like that's what they say. I mean, it's a, yeah. like a thing where they like don't trust anything. I'm yeah. this trailer is super long. I'm gonna go back and like rewatch. Anyways, but it's like it it seems like it's just all Harley Quinn. I mean, a little less all Harley Quinn than previously, but they really are leaning into her. And I'm a little worried that it doesn't have more views. Like it's got like forty, like sixty four thousand views. Yeah, and that's like something that was released on the official DC. Yeah, it's it's weird though because because trailers go out and everybody just rips them and puts them on their own thing. So I'll bet I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you went to like, like Joe blow movies or, or 
uh, Joe Blow movie. Like that's an actual. I'm not making. Yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. an actual one. Um, or like if you went to some of the other to some of the other channels, I'll bet you anything they've got more views than that. And I bet okay. if if you if you combined all of them, uh, that it's okay. probably a decent number. But um, yeah, I it like it comes out soon, so yeah. I will will know sooner rather than later. But then hopefully hopefully it it propels. Uh, uh, green arrow and the canaries i just really i want to watch the show because i'm not going to podcast yeah. about it i just want to enjoy a green <gasps> oh, arrow show. sorry the warner brothers website has yeah. two million views there it's you just go. dc it's the dc website that had the there lesser views so okay 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 i'm feeling a lot better now thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah anyways yeah i'm excited to look at that trailer man you're talking about resistance um wrapping yep. up and I so now that I have the um like Disney Plus, yeah. I'm like, okay, finally I'm doing it and like knuckle crack, like I'm gonna watch Clone Wars or Clone is that what yep. it's called? Yeah. Wars? I got like two episodes in, man, and I'm kinda like, I don't think this show's for me. And uh, it's like it, season season one is not fantastic. Oh season okay. season one is for the hardest of the hardcores. Um okay. and it's really like I I hate to say this, but it's really season three when it finds its footing but um and re and sort of like so there's actually when the series started it was they were like oh we're gonna do it it's the clone wars so it's gonna be like an anthology show so like these three episodes will be about this character and then these two episodes will be about this character and this character yeah and we'll jump around the galaxy and we'll get a full view of the whole war and then part way through season three they they realized no I, <laughs> uh, it's it's confusing. It's hard to follow because not only is it anthology in the sense that it's jumping around the galaxy with different characters, it's also it also jumps around in the timeline a lot. And then there's a certain point where they go, no more jumping around in the timeline. Everything from here forward, with the exception of a couple of things, uh, is is a linear story. Um, mm. And and at that point, it also focuses in a lot more on Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka. Um, and, and towards the end of the series, it really focuses in on Ahsoka and she becomes essentially the main character of the series. Um, so it, it, it is one of those things where it definitely gets better as it goes, but even into the later seasons, like five and six, five, six, yeah, five and six, um, actually no six is the Netflix one. Six has basically all great episodes, um, four and five, which are great seasons, each have kind of stinker uh, uh, arcs because what what you also notice is like early on, it's like there's a lot of one off episodes and then like here's a two parter and here's a three parter. But when you get into season four, almost everything is is three to four episodes. So they're mm. actually like each one is kind of a mini movie about a different a different part of the Clone Wars. So it's like, oh, here's. There's a, an arc called the Umbara arc, which all takes place on this planet Umbara. There's one that takes place on Onderon. There's one that takes place on Geonosis. Like, we, we kind of have different battlefields. Um, and then and then within it, like, three or four episodes of, like, each one of them is sort of a mission within that within that um, that battle. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it it I would say stick, stick with it. And okay. honestly, like, season one... You could do something else while you're watching it. You're not going to, you're not going to kind of miss out on anything that's crucial. Um, I mean, 
that that is fair. The reason I watched it is because I think I was finishing up some work and I just put it on in the background. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I guess I'll just continue to do that. Like I got enough. I got enough from it. Like being able to just peripherally watch it. But they do just sort of dive you in, like throw you in. Like you don't learn much yeah. about Ahsoka. Like you just you just sort of are like in the middle of the war and you're like, okay, cool. Well, so Ahsoka was introduced in the movie. So if you didn't watch the <laughs> the movie, which is the movie is technically four episodes. It's just Warner Brothers went like this is this show is really good because by animation standard, it, it is really good. Even even the seasons that aren't great, but it's still <laughs> still better than a lot of stuff that's out there. It, definitely. You are correct. Yeah. But also um, maybe I'm just really like I'm watching a really good like I'm making the show that I'm on right now drives me bananas every day that I'm there for this long. But it's like maybe I'm just like biased that I like. Plus, what we're like? How long ago was this? Like twelve years? Uh, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So. Yeah, like ten years ago. Yeah, the technology has advanced in ten years for sure. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the storytelling gets better and better. And then when you get into right. Star Wars Rebels, Rebels takes a little bit to get going as well. But like with these, you know this from from working in animation. I uh, and and when you're working on something like Star Wars, I think it's probably exponentially more difficult to get a production like that up and running because uh, you yeah. have so many so assets many. that you need to create yeah. Yeah. and what, what happens with clone wars and the same thing happens with rebels. And then I, it, it would have happened with resistance is that season one tends to be pretty um, like, you'll notice in season one of clone wars that you'll see the same models over and over and over again. And it's like all of the characters, all of the background characters are wearing the same outfit. It's just mm-hmm. like, we might switch the head, the alien head on mm-hmm. them and then change the alien head colors so that we have like a couple of different, like just to like add a little bit of variety into the background. But then once you hit season three, they have so many assets built up that yeah, it's like, okay, we'll ju- just throw all of these characters into the background and we'll create a couple of new things. So they build on that library and, and the production quality of it gets better and better as well as like the writers get better and better at writing the characters. And it just kind of all comes together. Um, with rebels, it's the same thing. Like we're, we're very much like stuck in one location in season one. And then in season two, the galaxy kind of opens up to us. Um, and, and we can go to other places because now we have the, the assets to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, I think with any of these, it's not like a 2d animated show where it's like, no matter what you have to, you're starting from scratch cause it's all hand drawn. Right. So, right. but with CG, uh, with the 3d stuff, it's like, you're, you're creating a library of stuff that you can go back to. And yeah. so first seasons tend to be we're going to stick to this one set <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Just keep watching stuff and it'll get better and better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, yeah, both, both uh, clone wars rebels to, it takes less time to get ramped up and, and is a much better show from the beginning, I think. But, um, but you kind of also have to be along for the ride on that one. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I think with any of this stuff, that's kind of the case, but um but yeah, I stick with it, stick with it and get through it. Uh, Cause I think I, I honestly think that if you can stick with the character of Ahsoka and just, just sort of keep that as your North star, mm-hmm. what, by the time you come out of star Wars rebels through that whole series, I, I think that, that she'll probably be pretty high up in your favorite characters. Um, 
Because I like just knowing you and knowing the type of characters that you like, Ahsoka grows into that type of character. Um, but she definitely doesn't start there. She starts off as obnoxious and annoying. Just don't let it, <laughs> don't let that sour you on the show. She's very, very rough in the first season. All right. Um, All right. There's a lot of calling people by nicknames and saying, <laughs> asking very obvious questions that the audience is supposed to be asking. Um, because it's a kid's show, so. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you want to talk about The Witcher? Heck yes, I want to talk about The Witcher. Okay, a clunky segue. Uh, I, The Witcher. I now, okay. So going into the the Netflix series, because that's what we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just kind of talk about first impressions, and then I'll, we'll give the heads up when we get into spoiler stuff, because we've both yeah. watched the entire season. And then I'll try and be careful because I actually because I played Witcher three Wild Hunt, so I feel like I probably have some extra information, but more info, yeah. Yeah, um, and I have just started reading, well, listening to the audiobook. Uh, Dude, the, the actual the actual books yeah. are out of stock everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like super mad. Like I tried to get it even on Amazon, and they're like, "Yeah, three day shipping," and I was like, "What if it's three day free shipping? How come I don't get it until the end of January?" And it's because like straight up, it's out of stock. Like, and I can't find the actual the Book of Elves. I can't even find that anywhere. Like it won't like like even Amazon doesn't have it. And I'm kind of like, what? Anyways, I so I don't know the details of all of the like publishing stuff, but mm-hmm. it's so. Okay. Did you have any familiarity with the Witcher franchise before jumping no, into the show? I had, okay. I had zero. And I like the first thing I ever saw was mm. that sort of like screener test or whatever it was where they had him as Geralt, like Henry Cavill and like he just steps out of the shadow and you're like, Hey, it's Henry Cavill in a white wig. And it just was like, and then everyone's like, Oh, this is the Witcher. And I like, honestly, I knew nothing else aside from the fact that Henry Cavill rides a horse and has a sword. Um, and it's something sort of fantasy. Yeah. Like that was, that was it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that the time. Anyways. Yeah. There's lots of, and so it, it was just Henry Cavill yeah. that got you to, to, yeah, jump in, mm-hmm. and obviously, I mean, like the fact that you like genre. But... Yeah, exactly. It was the fact that I like genre. It was something that I knew was coming out, yeah. and that I knew I heard was a video game. Like, so when it came out, I'm kind of like, "What is this new show that's coming out? Mm-hmm. Like, how come it seems already like it's going to be a big deal, even though I've never heard of it?" And I was like, "Oh, the reason I've never heard of it is because it's a big deal because of video games." And then I put a little bit of stock into that because I do trust that like adaptations that get that much sort of cred are like like decent. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the Witcher, uh, starts as, uh, a, a Polish, uh, book series, uh, uh, and then gets translated into English and then, um, I, 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 a developer in Europe, I think po- possibly a Polish developer, but somewhere in, in Europe, I made the Witcher video game mm-hmm. and the Witcher video game, the first one which is like from forever ago, I, I is what kind of helps it break through from just like a fantasy. Cause you know, there's a, there's a billion fantasy novels, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Um, if you know anybody who's like really into fantasy novels, like fantasy storytelling, I, mm-hmm. And you say like, oh, I like The Witcher. I like Game of Thrones. They'll all of a sudden launch into like, I got 15 series. Each one of them are 12 book series. And I think that you'd really like. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I like that thing. 
I am not getting into fantasy novels because that's a whole other, right? Like it's a whole other, other, uh, uh type of fandom. Um, mm-hmm. like the wheel of time stuff. And like, like I'm not oh, going yeah. anywhere near I... any of that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> I, uh, I just don't have the time. It's not, I'm not looking down on it. I just like, like I have, I have, I have other things that, that, uh, that, that require my brain power um and i I cannot get sucked into any of that sort of stuff um the witcher is kind of one of those but because of the video game it kind of it kind of transcended that that um sort of uh uh, being pigeonholed as that Mm -hmm. um but the the original uh stories are just kind of like there's 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 two books um that are basically um, short stories, uh, uh, or like they consist of short stories. So when you watch the series, and um, I don't think that this is spoilers, I, I, but the, the there is a, it's about three episodes in before you realize, oh, this is not a linear story. Like mm-hmm. this is being told, like it, it, we're just kind of learning things as we learn them, and and we're all over the place, um, and that's because the original source material is like that, where it's like okay, we're in a scene in ten years ago, and now we're today, and then the next chapter is actually ten years from now, right? Um, and and because Geralt is a Witcher and he lives for a very long time, and then uh, two of our other main characters, Yennefer and Triss, are mages who also can live for hundreds of years. Um, that it like time is not a constraint of the storytelling; it doesn't yeah. have to be linear um, until Which you I until you switch. introduce Siri. So. <laughs> And I really wish I would have known that going into it. Like, I, I think that, that's why like, I say it's not a spoiler. And that's why I put yeah. it in this part, because I do think yeah. that it's actually really important to know it that. It is so important. Yeah. Honestly, I was watching what was it? It was like the fourth or the fifth episode where I'm like, wait, these little kids died as adults. What's going on? <laughs> like I had to stop yeah. the thing and be like, no, surely they didn't refer to these kids as so-and-so or whatever. And yeah, then yeah. I was like, I had to like rewind it and like watch it again. Rewind it. That's still a word, right? <laughs> okay. uh, it is technically. <laughs> Skip forward. Kids don't understand Go why. Back. I know, um, right? Anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. The just kind of. about it. It was the weirdest part about it. That's so. It, it, so that's what I say. Like I, the publication yeah. stuff, like I'm not a hundred percent clear on it, but I, mm-hmm. uh, Blood of Elves, which is the first book, mm-hmm. um, it's it's book one in the series, but it's not actually. I don't think it's actually the first thing that was published. It's and, not the first introductions, the 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 novellas. Yeah, like that are like short stories. Yeah, but I don't know if they were published first. Maybe the book was published first, and then we inter- got introduced to them like earlier. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure, but like, but Blood of Elves like drops you in, actually, like it drops you in during part of the series. Yeah. Um, but then it very quickly jumps to after and not, not like right after, but like significantly after the season finale of the show. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, there are some things that happen in the season finale that are, that are kind of immediately, you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess that's what's happening. Um, yeah. but, uh, but it's kind of the nature of, of the, of the, the story. Um, 
I actually quite like it. I, I like the fact that it jumps around in time and that it's really hard to tell because it actually, what it does is you got to work for it a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, it's like steak, right? It's like chicken, like a rotisserie chicken, right? Like it just, you can just like poke it with the fork and the meat <laughs> comes off the bone. But with a steak, you got to, you got, you need a different knife in order to cut that thing. And that's kind of what The Witcher is, where it's like, it, it, this is not easy uh, uh, viewing, but but at the same time, um, if you want to compare it to something like Game of Thrones, which I don't think is necessarily fair, but I've been doing it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, The Witcher is Game of Thrones, if Game of Thrones wasn't so self-serious and actually wanted to have some fun. Yeah. So, so this is like the biggest thing. So... To, to speak to that twice, yeah. the time thing was real jarring, but by the end of it, you're like, oh, this season finale really works when yeah. you understand the time. Like, it, like as a series, like as a season, it, it makes it work, but you have to understand and get there. And like the, the issue I have with The Witcher is that like everybody I've talked to actually is quite enjoying it or they've, they've watched it and they mm-hmm. like it or they're not all the way through and maybe it's a little confusing, but they're, they're generally liking it. But almost everybody I've talked to has agreed with this statement. The Witcher is like a hair's breadth away from being a really terrible show. <laughs> like yep. there's some things in it that you're like, oh man, just like slightly further and it wouldn't have worked at all and it would have been terrible. So like it's, sort of a marvel of storytelling that it does work and that people like it and afterwards me like reflecting on I'm like no no I really enjoyed that but like you can tell how in the wrong hands or with like the slightly like some things just slightly if they hadn't worked quite the way they did because the cast wasn't quite as good or things like that like it wouldn't have it would not be good and so it's it's great, and I love that they took a risk on it as Netflix. Like mm-hmm. it's like like because it what it's a risky show. I think I it, like, the, I think that the great thing that Netflix did is that they allowed it to be what it is, which mm-hmm. uh, The Witcher plays as two one of two things. It's it's either Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. or it's your last D and D session. Yeah, and I think that's sort of what you're getting at is that like there are <laughs> yeah. character choices where you're like, really. but at the same time it's like well if i thrust you into that scenario what would you do probably the same thing right like like and and i think that that's one of the places where the character of Geralt is um that it's why he is becoming iconic like Mm -hmm. he's on his way to icon status and Mm -hmm. and henry cavill does a lot to help that along. Oh yeah. But and and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt was was a massive game in 2015. Um it was on a lot of game of the year lists. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was huge. It was huge. It's Witcher 3 is why this show got made. Like yeah. oh, that's, without I a can, doubt, that, hands I can down. Do that for sure, yeah. Um and it's a fantastic game. It's phenomenal. It's so good. I mean, it's aged a little bit. It's been it's been 5 years, but um, but at the time, it was groundbreaking and amazing. And oh no, that was so disappointing. What? Because in my head, when you said 2015, I was like, oh, so like a couple years ago, like Max oh, yeah. Kennedy. No, in my head, in my head, I was like, no, yeah. um, <laughs> it's 20. But but like 
it would have been very easy for somebody to come along and go, we're going to do a Witcher show and to tell the story in a linear fashion and to uh, uh, get rid of the fun, the mm. silliness of it. Because there is there's an absurdity to, to the show um, that that is that's present in the video game and it's present in the books. And it has to do with the fact that they um you can't you can't do high fantasy without acknowledging how dumb it is <laughs> yeah right? right like game of thrones <laughs> game of thrones is a cheat because game of thrones goes yeah this is high fantasy but like it does the same thing that lord of the rings kind of does where it goes like but that was like that was like a different age <laughs> when there were like magic users and dragons and everything was super rad, like what you want yeah. it to be. Yeah. Um, but now we're in the post-apocalyptic version of that, right? Like that's sort of like Lord of yeah. the Rings is very like, Oh, Sauron already did everything cool. And now we're just going to walk and throw a ring in a mountain. And, and a couple of trees are going to come to life and, uh, <laughs> and, and there's some orcs and stuff, but um, there's one dragon in, in six movies, right? Um, it's, it's not, it's, it's not super high fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And then game of Thrones takes that idea and then like cranks it up even further of like everything cool happened like 3000 years ago. And, (laughs) and now it's just a bunch of, uh, greedy fat people, uh, arguing over who gets to sit on a chair. Oh man. You know what I want to see? I want to see the, like, high fantasy like magic thing but that like where it's far enough in that reality's future that they have invented some sort of technology where they can like call through secret portals and it's not just magicians it's like everybody so so that's where that's where witcher i think is is really cool and and like kind of nails it is that the witcher is set in a high fantasy world where there are dragons and there are griffins and there are all of these things as well as a whole bunch of stuff that that uh that they make up for the mm. that the author made up for the series um i but kind of like like there's 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 all sorts of different folklore that goes into it yeah um from all over the world use modern swear words and it just makes it work but that yeah but <laughs> then it's modern swear words and it's also um, there, there is some technology present in in the stories that take place further into into the timeline. And I'm not saying like there's not like microchips and circuit boards or anything, but like we're talking like gas lamps and stuff like that. Like, like society has managed to actually put together some useful stuff. Indoor plumbing exists. Um, like, like it's not it's not Lord of the Rings where everybody lives in thatched roof houses it's like there are different cultures with different levels of advancement um mm-hmm. and in the cities like it's actually like it it's actually pretty good living um mm-hmm. and the in the outlying areas because of all the monsters and stuff like it's it kind of sucks yeah. um so it's it, like go ahead i like the commercialization of magic mm-hmm. because that's something that is missing in um 
it, like you don't see that like I, it's always like magic is so exclusive or all this yeah. stuff but I guess and I, I don't think this is a spoiler but it's something that's really interesting and lends itself to like something that I had a hard time getting into in the first few episodes is that I didn't understand the status of mages yeah. like I didn't get how exclusive they were or if they were and the, and then when you start to realize that they're sort of just a cog in a machine like that it's like you know, kings hire mages and they exist yeah. and they their magic is used to help kings have better lives. Like, it's just yeah. like a kind of a cool way of like making it so that the magic users aren't like above everybody else and isolated and like, you know, they they're like Gandalf the Grey, who you only see and is somewhat a fantasy and like, right? Like mm -hmm. they're they're actually like really integrated into society and can help in ways that are like, anyways, I just kind of liked that. It was, it's a new and interesting way of, of doing that. I wish it had sort of established that a little bit. Like it was just, it was well, Okay. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to call spoilers now. Cause I want to get okay. into this, this part yeah, me of too. it because me th too. this is where, so going forward, full spoilers, I'm not going to shy away from anything. So if you haven't watched this season, I would say go watch it now. If this sounds like something that you're going to like, um, the that element that you're talking about, I th I think that one of the genius things about the way that the season is structured, um, and when and where they they decide to introduce things, is yeah. that you only learn how corrupted and um and sort of like uh, uh capitalistic the mm -hmm. order of mages is as yennefer discovers that right and and i will say that the hardest thing for me was understanding that i'm supposed to like yennefer mm. because i really you really don't know in the beginning if she's gonna go full evil or if like like that's just part of the thing where you're like yeah. she's a really endearing character but it took me the whole series to like her yeah and i think that that's part of the beauty of it and you're, i will yeah. say okay so so here yeah. here's the thing there's a and and it's not really that heavy in season one, mm -hmm. but I guarantee it will be in season two. There is a love triangle between Yennefer, Geralt, and Triss. Like like the 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 three of them essentially Yennefer and Triss are in a battle of wills over Geralt. Um, they both want to be with him, but Yennefer does it by being very like standoffish and dismissive of him, even though she loves him. Oh. And but Triss is very much like a a bit of a fangirl about girl, where she's like, and Triss is the one that that she that he saved the like girl, the like the oh. the Striga, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's good to know. Okay. Cool. I, they don't set that up very well. No, and, it's not. It's really not. It's really not hinted at that much in season one, but it's very yeah. big in in The Witcher Three. Okay. And even in in Blood of Elves, it's very it's very apparent from the beginning. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still trying to get rid of this cough. Um, oh my god! Can I just say that googling this, like one of the top yeah. like people also ask is, can you be with Triss and Yennefer? <laughs> You Sorry. can. You absolutely can. I mean, that, like, oh, <clears throat> as a, I get it. Like in as the video game, Witcher, yeah. Okay, I get it now. The video <laughs> game is choice based, so it's like you you can you can kind of play Geralt however you want to. But cool. Um, in in the in the in the novels, it's kind of played a little bit, and it's still open to interpretation. It's definitely however you want to read it, but mm -hmm. it's definitely implied 
um, it, with those characters that Geralt and Yennefer should be together, mm-hmm. but neither one of them has the um, emotional intelligence. Yeah, to to, <laughs> to to commit to a relationship, right? And then and then Triss is kind of on the outside of that, where she's like, "It's." I, I was saying this to somebody else. It's like Geralt, like Yennefer and Geralt belong together because they're they're kind of two sides of the same coin mm. but Triss is definitely better for Geralt than yeah. Yennefer is Yennefer's terrible for him like like yeah. it, like the two like they would just be a, such a codependent destructive couple <laughs> but but Triss would actually like like kind of pushes him to be a better person um so I love, I love triangles like that because there's a lot of that in pop culture where yeah. usually the people that they end up with are like not the person that they should have been with, but that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so it, it like th- there's a great dynamic there, and then when you throw Siri into the mix, it it, it kind of muddles things even more because um, she's she's the it's said a lot and it's really it's really easy to misinterpret this. And I think that there are some people out there who do misinterpret this, that mm-hmm. Siri is his destiny, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's nothing romantic about that. It's. It, oh yeah. No, I didn't get that at all. I think that it's like that, like he's supposed to like, what? Oh, but I here's know. the, but here's the yeah. thing. There's a lot of stories in the Witcher uh, uh, storyline, like in, in later stuff where she's an adult basically. Uh. And it's at that point that like, you know, it's, it's, if you put any, if you put a male and a female character, I mean, not exclusively male and female characters, but I'm just going to say, if you specifically put a male and a female character in any story that gains any kind of traction whatsoever, you will end up with people on the internet who ship them. Of course. Yeah, that's fair. Like, and, and, and in 2020, which we are now firmly in 2020, I, I, I would say you just put any two characters, uh, if they don't even both have to have a heartbeat. Uh, Yeah. And people will love somebody out there has shipped them. Like, like there's, there's probably a website dedicated to people who ship Poe and BB-8 together. And it's like, you know what? Of course, because they're so cute. Yeah, and but but it's like but he's a robot and and yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's a man and and it's it's yeah, that would yeah. be weird. But I uh, not to shame anybody, but but yeah, like it's it's one of those things. So there are definitely a subset of of Witcher fans who are like who think that that's what that prophecy means. Mm-hmm. Um so when you throw that in there, it also it, like that starts to muddy things and and um, and and Siri is a person, but she's also a bit of a weapon. <laughs> so right. like they, and 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 I think that we'll discover more of that in season two now that it's all kind of been set up. But I think there are shades of that in season one as well. We see what her mother is capable of, and then we see what she does in the second to last episode. Um, it's like, yeah, like there's, she's what's called a source. Um, meaning that she can't control her power. So she's more powerful than age, but she doesn't have the, she doesn't have like the, the, the power of will over it. Um, so she's not able to actually like cast a spell. It's just like things will happen. Um, 
Cool. But uh, and so like uh, obviously the 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 Black Knight intends to use that to help him conquer the 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 world, right? Uh, but Geralt wants to conquer the world. No, no, the Black Knight, the guy oh, the with Black the, Knight. the, oh, sorry. the, the yes, bird sorry. on his head. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the bird on his head. Yeah. Who was so like I like he was so not memorable to me where I'm like, Oh yeah, this dude. Hey, Who- it's another one of those things where it's like the, there is no, there's no Darth Vader or the emperor in, in the Witcher. It's like right. the world is the bad guy. Um, and there are a few standouts in that world that are like, well, this guy's kind of worse than everybody else. Um, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean like, that one of the other things is like the wild hunt gets mentioned a couple of times, but uh, but we don't actually see the wild hunt in 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 season one, and like that's kind of like when we get into that stuff later, which is what the the Witcher three is really focused around. Like that's kind the of the wild sick. hunt. The wild hunt is a group. It's oh. it's like a faction. And there are, it's, they're the Knights of Ren. <laughs> like there's, there's uh, just, it's like a bunch of black knights on horseback and it's, they're, they're terrifying. Like it's a, they're, they're very powerful. They're very dangerous and they're very scary. So, um, when we get into that stuff later on in the story, which will probably, I'm guessing be like a season three thing, um, right. like that'll start to sort of focus it, but I I th- I think they were really smart in in the stories that they chose to tell in in this season um and the way that they set it up and I see a bunch of people sort of going like oh well you know like like I don't know why they do it in like this non-linear fashion and like these specific things and it's like because there are origin stories for Geralt that need to be told in order to understand the series yeah but, like actually, the thing that like the butcher of whatever the butcher, the butcher of Blaviken, yeah, was a thing that made sense later because somebody calls him that at some point in time. Where I was like, yeah. didn't he just do this? Yeah. And it didn't make sense that he had become so renowned for it. And it was like this weird. Anyways, I kind of want to rewatch the series to like catch all of the like. I'm gonna try and get Crystal to watch season one with me because uh, yeah. I want to watch it again as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's like there, there's that and then there's all the stuff with Yaskir, who the the bard. Yeah, who I love. Who's a great character. But it also makes me sad that he's like from earlier on in his life is he not? I don't know. I just can't place like Yaskir yeah. in and Siri against one another. He is from he it's- is from earlier on in his life, but they do they do overlap. Okay. But, okay. but at the time that they overlap, Yaskir is is not a traveling bard. He's made his name for himself by telling stories about Geralt. Ooh. Um, but he's the one who who makes Geralt the White Wolf, right? Like the first time we see Yaskir, he's like he's like, let me tell your story. Let me let me like yeah. I, I'm a bard. I need material. Let me yeah. follow you around. And mm-hmm. uh, and you know this it's a, a symbiotic relationship. But let, let me let me do a little bit good good PR for you. And then the next episode we come back and people are referring to Geralt as the White Wolf, which is like Yaskir throws that out the first time we see him. He's like he's like I don't know, man. We could like call you like the White Wolf. That that's better than Butcher of Blaviken, right? Like, wouldn't you rather be called that? 
and then and the see, next time yeah, we jump ahead, it's like that's already happening. But and it's because I don't know because I didn't pay attention closely <laughs> enough. Like honestly, did you yeah. know about the time jumping when you started watching it? I picked up on it in the second episode. Really? Be, be, oh, because man. I know some of the parts of the story. Right. The other the other aspect of it. So, <clears throat> like I was saying, like you need to know some of that stuff in order to understand Geralt and who he is in the world and what he means to people mm-hmm. at the point when he his story intersects with Siri. Both right, yeah. both when when he when he first uh, uh when when the child surprise thing mm-hmm. is initiated super important to know that backstory but then Mm -hmm. also like later on when they actually do find each other in the season finale yeah really important to know who he is in the world and to the world right right yeah Um, and sort of the balance that 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 he walks being a witcher and most witchers are hated but then Geralt is kind of uh he's hated less because he's feared more if that makes sense because his stories are so renowned and it's like well don't mess with him so right. you can't like things that they would do to other witchers of like kicking them out of towns and stuff like that. No one would ever do to Geralt because he's Geralt of Rivia, right? So you kind of need to know that, and then you also need to know his connection to Siri. But then from a from a logistical um, television storytelling standpoint, we have to tell all of the stories with Siri as a young child in season one, right? Because she's never going to be that young again. Right. That character, that actor is going to get older as we go on, and we're not going to be able to go back to that time period right? Um, without great difficulty, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So we have to tell all of her establishing stories there. So if you kind of pay attention to her stuff, every time we see her is linear, and then everything yeah. else around that could be a flash back forward. forward. Or back. Yeah, and it's... It's crazy, man. Yeah. So she. So as long as you kind of, it's 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 like when you're when you're spinning around in a circle, right? Like like if you're <gasps> dancing or whatever, you keep a focal point. Like you you yeah, have yeah, to pick a point on the ground, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you and you focus on that point to stop yourself from getting too dizzy. That's what Siri is in in the television series. Yeah. Um, and I I guarantee you, like next season is going to be focused very much on Care Morin, which is the place where witchers are made. Uh, it's sort of their their Jedi temple. The the, the Witchers are Jedi. I uh, I mean, like it's there's no getting around that they are literally they're literally just fantasy Jedi. They have force push. Like it's it's a whole thing, but it's fine. It's like a, I'm, it's not a criticism. It's like a, awesome. You took the idea of the Jedi and turned it into a different thing and riffed on it, and that's exactly what you should do. Because why write Star Wars fan fiction when you can change just enough of it that now it's it, it, there's there's a subset of people and I would count myself among them that want eventually uh, the Witcher to be established as actually being like the farthest back story in Star Wars. And that's where Jedi came from. It's from whatever planet the Witcher is on. Yeah. Um, oh. And that Geralt is basically like the first, like he's the prototypical Jedi, because um, you could do, you could make sense of it. It's the Witcher right. in Star Wars. Not, I'll let I'll let you make sense of it. I'm okay with them being different. <laughs> not, neither one needs to, but that's my head canon. And there's a, there, I know other people who who like came to that conclusion on their own as well. But um, next season, I think we'll be very much focused on Siri 
at Care Morin being trained because she does like she in by the time that the wild hunt is introduced, which is why I say it'll probably be a season three thing, Siri is essentially a witcher, except that she doesn't have the mutations. That's um, cool. So Siri but Kara Morgan isn't Kara Morgan the 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 witch place? No, no, no. Care, which is like castle. Yeah. In like oh, Gaelic okay. or something like that. And it's Morin. M O R H E N. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Is where Geralt was made. Yeah, it's where Geralt was made. People really, 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 really want Vesemir, his basically his Obi Wan Kenobi, to be played by Mark Hamill. And I think he does too, right? Isn't that a thing on the internet? I saw that thing on the internet. And he was like, he's like, I have no idea what this is, but I am down. And like, that's why Mark Hamill's awesome. I know. Because he's like, because he recognizes, like, if the fans are all about it, it's good yeah. casting. Yeah, like then yeah. he can do it. Then like he's yeah. confident that he can do it. But he he was on this other show. I can't remember what it's called, but um he was on another show recently that where he was like a crotchety old master <laughs> sort of thing. Nice. And it's like, yeah, he's very much uh, in that in that mode right now and he would be perfect as Vesemir. Cool. Cuz Vesemir is a very funny character, but he's oh. also like a tough as nails kind of hard ass and Oh, man, um, let's stop talking about things I haven't experienced yet. I'm so excited. Well, it's fine. It's, it's the, such these a are weird... just characters, but I know. I'm going to read I I feel like I probably have to read everything by the time like cuz okay, I wasn't interested in Game of Thrones at all like the books yeah. because god, they were so boring. But I feel like The Witcher is like re- interesting enough like yeah. like i say like you say it's like doesn't take itself too seriously in a way that i would enjoy it like a lot of the witcher is quite <clears throat> funny like it's like the way it, they treat stuff where you're like oh like the whole genie episode is so fun yes. like what a fun episode of television um the thing about witcher that makes it in my opinion just light years better than game of thrones is that the characters in the witcher are real people like Right. Game of Thrones was awesome, and I loved it from start to finish, really. Like, I mean, like, it kind of dipped a little bit in, in the middle season, like, the middle later seasons. But, like, I, I enjoyed the whole series, and I really like it. But it's very, um, it's very, like, kind of arch and very uh, uh, intense, and everybody in it is... Like, uh, with the exception of a couple of characters, which is one of the reasons why they stand out, uh, it's it's very, like, everybody is so serious. Right, everybody yeah. has a, a, a pact of vengeance or an <laughs> oath that they've sworn. Or Whereas, like, with, with The Witcher, it's like, everybody's just trying to kind of do their best in a world that sucks. <laughs> which I think is so much more relatable than... Um, the world sucks, so I'm going to crush it under my boot heel because I'll make it better. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't believe you. You're a bad person. Everybody's a bad person in Game of Thrones except for Jon Snow, who's also a bad person because he's an idiot. <laughs> right? Like, like you come out of that series and you're like, did I – do I actually like any of those characters? Like, would I actually want to hang out with any of them? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> right? Well, and then, but then the flip side of that with The Witcher is like, I don't know if I'd want to spend too much time with Geralt mm-hmm. or Yennefer, um, because they're kind of cantankerous and 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 uh, uh, misanthropic. But I, uh, but I would definitely hang out with Yaskier. 
He, oh yeah. I think I actually know that guy. Like, like I think that I've seen him at a few events. In Vancouver. <laughs> so, yep. um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just a more fun world to be in because yeah. it actually feels, uh, it, it feels like it's, it's inhabited by real people. Um, <laughs> who just happen to have to deal with grotesque spider monsters with doll faces and stuff like that. Right. Uh, The show's so good. I love it. It's so fun. And I'm so pleased. Like it was just this weird thing where like over Christmas break, my Christmas this year wasn't great. Like usually I'm like, love everything. Like I really enjoy hanging out with my family and all this stuff. This was kind of the first year that like, eh, whatever. Anyways, I was kind of like, I just like, watched all of the witcher like a lot of the different nights that i was there and i think it was like christmas night or something i was watching like the witcher and i was like this isn't very festive but i'm enjoying it christmas just didn't feel that much like christmas this year i don't know what it was like i because i I got that same kind of vibe of like usually i love christmas a lot and this year i was just kind of like it started and i was like yeah christmas and then like two weeks in i was like is it done yet can we can we move on back to regular life? I'm too yeah. tired and busy. Yeah, um, yeah. I I but yeah I I I put it off. I I kind of delayed it um, as, as much as I could because I knew that once I got into it, it was gonna kind of like do- dominate my my brain for a minute. So I knew that like I wanted yeah. to finish Mandalorian first. I wanted to 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 when I say finish, I mean like also like like covering the season and stuff like that right yeah Um, yeah it was good i'm i'm actually pleased that i like stayed up to date with mandalorian man it's a good show it was a good show that and and that to me was kind of the thing is that like i finished mandalorian finished podcasting about it podcast about the rise of skywalker rise of skywalker is like is it's one half everything i wanted it to be and one half of a disappointment um with a lot of stuff and we'll we'll do an episode and i'll talk all about that but i mean like people can go listen to faster more intense and hear me talk about it mm-hmm. um but i was kind of like i kind of came out of star wars this year like uh, or last year like in 2019 kind of um is like that was awesome but dot 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 um yeah. and it's like the mandalorian i got no problems with the mandalorian was phenomenal from start to finish as well but Rise of Skywalker just kind of there's a few things that just kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit and kind of put me into a bit of a bummer mood about mm-hmm. about genre stuff in general. Um, and I don't remember what I was trying to finish, but I was but mm-hmm. I, there was something else that I wanted to about finish. then coming. Oh, what do after you mean? Mandalorian, I then jumped into oh, something right, yeah. else that I wanted to get through. Oh, right, um, right. And mm-hmm. when I did, oh, what was I watching? Oh, no. Dang, I can't remember. Um but uh it must not have been great but i got i finished that i wrapped that up and uh and then man what was it that is gonna drive me nuts um (laughs) and then and then i kind of went like and the other thing is that i like because i was home and like i was off for two weeks and and witcher kind of basically dropped at the beginning of that two weeks i'm surrounded by kids i i Oh, uh, you know what? It, uh, you season two was one of the things, and then there I was. was say, I thought it was you. I thought it was you that you would have watched because I knew that it was on and everybody yeah. was like enjoying it. But I'm not. But I was watching that with Crystal. There was something that I was trying to watch by myself, but um, mm-hmm. 
Man, uh, you know what? I I had conversation with Matt Campbell about it, so I'll be able to go back in my chat history with him and figure it out. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, like once I finally kind of got everything out of the way and then started like like uh, going back, like I was back at work, um, mm-hmm. and had I had my commute to watch it, um, sort of like isolated by myself, right? Um, then I was able to 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 get into it um, and give it the time that I knew it was going to need. And uh, I, yeah, once I did, it was like I said, like I knew that it was going to dominate the phrases, yeah, my yeah. brain. Like there's there, oh, there yeah. are a few things in my brain right now other than thinking about The Witcher and nice. and a couple other things, but it was definitely a thing I was trying to socialize with my my parents, and they're like, "You can just watch what you're watching, Amanda. Like, we don't mind." And I was like, "I'm in the middle of a series that mm-hmm. you don't understand." And I also like didn't know some of the episodes are family friendly and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the good thing or the thing that was like kind of awkward or like that kind of sucked on. I kind of wish I did is like that whatever episode I wound up watching later that night when I was by myself, I was like, "Oh no, my mom would have really enjoyed this and maybe watched it." So it was like. I'm. Uh, she'll probably watch it at some point in time. I feel like it's the kind of. Ah, dang it! So I, I just traced back to the point in my chat where where I thought I would have said it, but uh, Matt asked, "Have you started watching The Witcher?" And I said, "I tried starting it, but I wanted to focus on it. Too many distractions." Uh, and then and then he and then he was like yeah my wife talked to me through the whole first episode (laughs) (laughs) to which i said a very jokey but also not funny thing um about because wives but i i yeah but i it was in good humor i i yeah that was it was that's essentially the sentiment that i had of like i want to it's the same thing as you it's like it's like look i don't I'm part way through this <laughs> and I, and I really like it and I don't want to have to explain it to someone. Yeah. I want to just watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that I've watched season one, I feel like I can watch it with crystal. Cause, cause I mean like she's usually pretty good. She sit through something and just kind of save her questions for the end. But um, now that I've seen season one all the way through, I'll be able to, to interject and, and give her the, the, the like the heads up by the way this is not a linear story <laughs> this is happening before everything that happened in the first episode this is happening after this is blah 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 yeah. um yeah uh, but yeah i i mean i i hope that their production timeline is is quick yeah that they're, that they're prepared to to jump in and and and, and get season two I'm still um, waiting for the Umbrella Academy because that was my that was the thing last year that I was like, ooh, this is good, but then it was like over after like eight episodes and yeah, I was anyways. It's the the eight episode thing is is a blessing and a curse, right? Because yeah. on the one hand, it's like, well, it's a tight season. There's no there's no chaff to cut. Like it's yeah. all it's all right there. It's all good, but um, but then you know you finish and you're like is there more of this? Is it, yeah. is it happening soon? Is it gonna, can you please get it to me now so that I can enjoy it? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's better than the alternative, which is 22 episodes of arrow that you have to really <laughs> just kind of sit through 14 of those episodes. <laughs> gritting your teeth. Right? That note. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> I, the the amazing thing about Arrow is that even when they are given ten episodes for a season, they're like, yeah, we're still gonna waste a lot of your time with nonsense. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, you guys had an opportunity to do the thing that we always wanted you to do, and you just instead of giving us the intense episodes all in a row, you were just like, what if we just just didn't have intense episodes what if we just <laughs> gave you the filler yeah. stuff yeah um, mm-hmm. and then there's a crossover in the middle of all that that actually matters it's like cool 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 um no this season of era um, hasn't been that bad but i expect you to tweet at me when you remember what it is the show that you caught up on over the christmas break yeah. because I now am trying to think in my head what shows you would have caught up on over the Christmas break. It's so hard because it won't be in my Netflix queue anymore because I finished, right? Oh, yeah. Um, maybe it'll be on my, like, watch it again because they tend to... Right, sometimes. To oh, man, Good Place is, is going to end soon. I'm so excited. That's my, like, thing I'm looking forward to in the new year. I um, love that show. I watch it constantly. It always is like, watch it again. And I was like, okay. Anyways. Yeah, and man. Star that... Wars. Sorry, go ahead. And I watched Star Wars all Christmas. Like I made everybody I love watch at least one episode, like one of the main movies with me. Like I watched Solo on like Christmas Eve, and I watched Rogue One with my friends when I came back, and I watched The Last Jedi like on New Year's Eve. And anyways, it was great. Yeah, it was like um, a good holiday. You know, I think I think honestly, everything that I was watching over the last little bit has just been stuff that I watched with Crystal. So it's like like we watched the new season of Fuller House and we've been watching catching up on Shit's Creek and uh and Kim's Convenience and stuff like that. Like I don't I just yeah. They I'm I'm happy to be back at work cuz it means that I have my commute and I can watch the things watch. that that nobody else wants. Oh, you know what? I started watching Lost in Space. That's what it was. I was like, I could watch, I can start watching one of two things and lost in space. It's like, if somebody interrupts me in the middle of an episode of lost in space, I don't care. Oh, I, right. I yeah. like it. Like I, we both really like that show, but, but, um, yeah, I mean like I'm three episodes into season two and it's not really grabbing me yet. Right, so yeah. like I had started, that's what I had started. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what I was go. thinking of. Good. Good. Um, and I was like, I think I'll finish Lost in Space first, and then I'll jump into Witcher. And then it was like, no, Lost in Space isn't grabbing me, so I'm gonna yeah. just get back into Witcher, okay. um, f- uh, full on. And and I did. And yeah. I'm like four hours into the into the first audiobook, and Ooh. I contemplated re-downloading The Witcher three, but thought Ooh. better of it because I have. Do you m- just play on Steam? No, uh, PlayStation. Oh, it's downloaded player. games. Yeah. Whoa. The you can you can download games on any of the modern consoles, Amanda. Whoa. I should probably play you know what? Actually I had this thought at the beginning of this podcast where I was yeah. like, wonder if the Witcher because the moment that I Googled that and was like, wait, you play as the Witcher and get to make choices, it made me be like, maybe that's a game that I would like to play. Because like I really like and I get that you give me crap for not actually having played it, but I really enjoyed Mass Effect, even though I didn't hit the buttons myself, 
I still feel like I played Mass Effect. And the thing I really liked about it was the like the world and the and the characters. And I think I don't. I, I want to. I want to be clear. I don't give you a hard time. <laughs> it is the friends who enable this behavior that I have a problem with. <laughs> okay. Because it's, I'm grateful to them. It's so. not acceptable. It's, it's not so acceptable. acceptable. I um, would not have have like known that beautiful story existed had they not been willing to kill all the monsters for me awful. during my time playing it. Awful. Um, <laughs> well, let me tell you, if you can't get through Mass Effect, The Witcher is not. It is not an introductory video game. Okay. It is very much going like you've played a lot of video games, right? Cool, 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 cool. So here are twelve systems that you have to worry about, and. Um, <laughs> I, before you fight that monster, you better read through all of this so that you know its weaknesses and how it's going to attack you and what kind yeah. of elite. Because you, you got to have the right elixirs to go into the battle. You have to be using the right weapon because some uh, monsters are weak against silver, but humans uh, you want to use steel on. Um, but some monsters are different than other monsters and some of them are weak to fire. Some of them are weak to acid, you know, like you got to know this stuff going into it. Um, and you gotta, you gotta be kitted out and ready to go. Uh, and then on top of that, you have to actually be able to hit the buttons in the right sequence in order to get Geralt to do the things that you want him to do. And, uh, you have to do it under pressure. So, so if you, if you had somebody else play mass effect for you, I just want to save you the $20. Uh, it's only $20? Oh, yeah. Witcher 3. It's a five-year-old video game. Nice. You can get... I mean, like, I it's... $20 easy. When you look at it, it'll be, like, regular price $59.99 or something like that. But you okay. just wait for it to go on sale. And it'll be, like, you can get the complete edition for, like, $19.99 or $24.99. Although I will, say, I will say it's probably going to be much more popular now and therefore much more expensive. Just like the book I found on Amazon for $69 for the paperback version of whatever the second book of The Witcher was that I couldn't find anywhere else. So. Wow. The, the, uh, the, the guy who, who narrates the audiobook uh, does accents on everybody. You know, like, he has nice. an accent himself and then does, does accents for all the characters. And they don't match... The, the TV series and it's got me going like should I just read this but if if it's Aww. impossible to get a copy of the book I mean um, I'm sure that you can get an ebook I just am a purist sometimes when it oh, comes oh I don't I can't read ebooks I can't just I can't do it I need the tangible phone, yeah I need yeah. a tangible one yeah yeah um cool well I think that I think I think we've kind of talked this this uh topic to yeah. death right for sure I think I'm. I thanks for taking the time, man. I'm. I'm. I'm stoked that we got the chance to actually talk about The Witcher. Yeah, like, for sure. Because I like it when we sort of say like we're gonna do this thing, and then we actually do this thing. Yeah, we <laughs> like on other like we had a little bit of an off-topic chat at the beginning, but we were pretty but brief on it. Like, yeah, we stayed on topic pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, awesome. Well, I you guys know the deal. It's the Thunderquack podcast. I go to thunderquack.com. Um, check out all of our other podcasts. We have tons of stuff, Star Wars podcasts, Riverdale, uh, Sabrina, uh, Epic Marvel podcast is very popular with the kids these days. Um, I, I don't know. What else do we do? I guess that's really it. I mean, like there's Quiver, but Quiver's coming to an end. It's kind of a bad time to jump into Quiver. I, <laughs> I, or a really good time and then catch up on us talking from, it's true. there's eight years of us on the internet talking to one another of, and there's over there's 
11 and a half years of me talking about Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. uh, on Thunderquack. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, like I said, we're in the middle of a transition. We're, 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 we're finishing up Arrow and, and uh, I'm finishing up Star Wars Resistance, but then Clone Wars comes back in February. Um, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I, with Arrow ending, we'll be doing regular episodes of the Thunderquack podcast and we're moving to a different podcast hosting service. And with that, um, the reason why we're moving is because uh, instead of counting all of the different shows as separate things, this network or not network, this service is going to count the whole network as one. Basically, uh, the way that I intended it to be, which is that like it's all we're all one network. All of our downloads are aggregated uh as as an audience and then we can sell advertising that way so um that means that we will start having ads on the podcast at a certain point in time depending on when you're listening to this there may have been ads on this podcast um so yeah that's that's something that's coming in the future but along with that for those of you who support us on patreon at patreon.com slash thunderquack uh, you'll be able to get access to the episodes ad free so um yeah i think that that's a that that's kind of the the good uh, uh balance of that is that ads are going to allow us to do a lot of really cool things because we're actually going to start generating revenue uh other than just the the patreon revenue um and uh, and it's actually also going to be a lot cheaper to host the the podcast so the money that we are getting from patreon is going to go further now so i uh, the 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 future of thunderquack this being our first episode of 2020 this being the first thunderquack podcast in year five of thunderquack um because our, our five-year anniversary was the beginning of this month so i i it's the future is looking really bright and uh, and we wouldn't be here where we are able to do this without the support of everybody uh, who has been backing us over on patreon so i want to make sure that everybody there is still getting uh, a great uh, premium product so that's gonna it, i still have to work out the details of what it's going to be whether or not um the dollar level is going to be early access and ad free or if a dollar will just be the ad free and then five dollars will be ad free and early access but um as soon as i have that stuff all figured out we'll we'll put out a special episode mm-hmm. to talk about all the the new the new um subscription model but uh but but yeah until then um enjoy enjoy ad free podcasts um, but all everything on the network will have ads on it. Um, but uh, not everything will have an ad-free stream. It's basically just Thunderquack. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, that's it for this episode. I don't know when we'll be back. Probably, I don't know. Let's let's say in February because I actually have. Yeah. I've got I I do have a two week window in there between Arrow and Resistance ending and clone wars starting that i actually want to keep as a two-week window where i'm not doing any podcast but uh right. but that doesn't mean that once we once clone Wars starts back up uh, we'll be done with arrow so we can start doing regular episodes of thunder quack um, in the middle of february and i think we'll probably come back with our rise of skywalker uh thoughts Other, um, yeah some, i'm excited to talk about those that. yeah yeah Awesome. Uh, Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. See ya.